the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you this evening as we continue actually a theme that we started last week, speaking about the appointed times of the Lord. Specifically, they were Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and this week we're talking more about the Feast of First Fruits, because the Feast of First Fruits is a foreshadowing of the resurrection of Jesus. Actually, Resurrection Day, many people refer to it as Easter Sunday, was really the day of first fruits. And we could see that in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 to 24, Jesus was even referred to as our first fruits. We've spent some time in looking at Luke 24, Jesus speaking to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus who didn't recognize him. And the first thing that Jesus did when he talked to them was, it says in verse 27, and beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the thing concerning himself in the scriptures. After they broke bread, we read in verse 31, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. Those men, the disciples who were walking on the road to Emmaus with Jesus, whom they didn't recognize, they didn't know he was resurrected. They knew he was crucified and they thought he was dead. So it's very interesting that Jesus himself taught them the word about himself in the law with Moses, in the Psalms, in the prophets, and they didn't understand. And they didn't know it was Jesus who was teaching them until they went to break bread. They had real communion with the Lord and the eyes of the understanding was opened they recognized Jesus and they believed so the the situation was still the same as it was before they went to the road to Emmaus but they were different Shelley amen they amen. were depressed they were oppressed before the road to Emmaus but when they recognized the Lord and they saw he was alive and his word that he was teaching them became revelation in their heart that it was written about him in the law and in the prophets. 
and in the um, Psalms, they were elated, they were excited. And so for us too, Shelley, when the word becomes alive, when we commune with Jesus and he speaks to us, nothing changes as far as our situation, but we change in it. Amen. Amen. That evening, the disciples that were on the road to Emmaus went to Jerusalem and Jesus appeared. And when they were, they were startled and frightened and thought that they were seeing a ghost or another spirit. So Jesus spoke to them. And then we see that in verse 44 in Luke 24, we read these words. And he said to them, these are my words, which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be uh, fulfilled. Then the result was, verse 45, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So one of the points we're making in all of this is that these disciples labored with him for three, three and a half years. They were with him face to face, day in and day out. And all of a sudden, Jesus, knowing that he was going to ascend to the Father on the 40th day, had to prepare them. And what was the preparation that he felt essential? To make them strong and understand the word of God. And it was, it was true for them then. How much more true is it for us today? And what that means for us, Shelley, as I see it, these were all Jews. They knew the prophets. They knew the Psalms. They knew about the law and was written. And Jesus was trying to show them how the law and the prophets and the Psalms were talking about him. And they didn't understand. So today... We could be Christians who have gone to church from the time we were a little child and we heard about Jesus. We love Jesus. We read about Jesus. We know his word. But the truth of the matter is, do we really understand who he is? Do we recognize him when he speaks to us through his Holy Spirit, do we commune with him every day saying, not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my life in earth as it is in heaven. So a real relationship with the Lord is what we're trying to um, share through knowing the word of God and cherishing his word, we need to know him. Amen. Him and his word, really. And um, when we go on with this, we see that the word is such a quintessential uh, aspect of our life. We wrote, read the scriptures, for example, John fourteen twenty six. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. The disciples had the privilege of Jesus himself teaching them, but now we have the Holy Spirit. It's interesting, June. He told the disciples, don't go out and preach, but go and wait until you be endued with power. And that endowment of power was the Holy Spirit. So, so we read Proverbs 123. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. So we are blessed today without having the physical appearance on 
on earth through Jesus, we are if we are blessed when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and He will teach us the Word. One of the uh, scriptures we closed with yesterday, Juni, was First uh, Thessalonians two thirteen. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which was heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So we need to see, we, you know, we might feel an obligation to read the word and do our duty, but it's something more. The word of God must effectively work in us. We need to know the word, study the word, uh, experience the word. Then it becomes life. Jesus said, my words, they are life and they are spirit. And we started to look at some of the uh, verses regarding um, the word. I think one of the best places to look is in Psalm 119. Just I, I, I know you've read this psalm, but get the significance of all these verses that pertain to the word of God. Psalm 119, verse 11. The word I have treasured in my heart that I, I might not sin against thee. Do we treasure the word? I believe, Junie, with all my heart, if we really treasure the word in our heart, the amount of sin would decrease and leave because the blood of Jesus will have a greater effect on our lives. And I think, Shelley, if we treasure God's word, we are treasuring Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Because he is the word made flesh. And Jesus' spirit, his resurrected life, dwells, lives within Thank everyone you, who believes, who's given their heart to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, even Jesus. And Jesus was the only righteous one. Thank he you, was Lord. without sin. So what is sin to God is very different than what is believed today in the world. There are things that are abomination to God that are legal in countries all over the world. And so we need to see if we treasure God's word, if we treasure Jesus, then we need to allow his word through the power of his Holy Spirit yes, to Lord. change our hearts to agree with him. Let it be. Let it's it be. It's not what you think, Shelley, or Amen. I think, or any listener, but it is who God is and what he says sin is, and we agree with him to deliver Amen. us really. from sin. Verse 28 in Psalm 119, strengthen me according to thy word. Verse 38, Psalm 119, establish thy word in thy servant as that which produces reverence for thee. Junie, that's a powerful word. Is the word of God established in you? That's the key. We can read it. We can hear it preached. We can even preach the word. But unless it's established in each one of us, we're not serving God the way we should. Psalm 119, verse 105. You're probably familiar with this verse. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's powerful. Are we using the word to direct us in every aspect of our walk in this life? 
Something similar to that is verse 130. The unfolding of thy words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So here it says it gives light. And in Psalm 105, it says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. There's a very strong one in Second John, Juni, verse 9. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. Junie, that's such a pregnant verse. I want to read it again. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching, in the word of Christ, does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, in the word, he has both the Father and the Son. Junie, those are powerful words. So we just want to impress you that the word was was made flesh and dwelt among the disciples. They were not going to have him around physically anymore. So God prepared them. Jesus prepared them that when he's no longer here, they need to make the word come alive, live in the word, experience the word, and demonstrate the word in their lives. And it comes alive through a relationship with him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I pray that this affects Junie and me as well as every one of our listeners that your words are spirit and they are life, and we want to demonstrate your life every moment that we have breath. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. For Zion's sake. On behalf of For Zion's Sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.